Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to really encourage you. How many people want to be blessed in life? How many people want to be victorious? How many people want to have miracles and breakthroughs in your life? Do you know that your God is a source of all good things? Do you know that your God wants to bless you? He talked to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. I bless you, multiplied and filled the earth. He wants to bless his people. And then he talked to Noah again in Genesis chapter 9. I bless you. Then he talked to Abraham again. I bless you. The blessing, the victory belongs to believers. And Jesus paid a price for us. But we need to know how we're going to receive the blessing. God works behind the scene. We don't see him. But we need to do our part to allow God to work for us behind the scene. He is our victory. He leads us into triumph. I would like to read the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. The Bible says that we need to do our part. That is to put on the full armor of God. The Bible also says that we need to do our part. Having done all, we do our part. We do the best we can. We have done everything that we can. For example, the full armor of God is what? The helmet of salvation which means that we believe that Jesus paid the price for us. Blessing, healing, victory. All the good things that Jesus bought for us at the cross belong to us. We're going to stay in Zozo, salvation. Salvation is mine. You put the helmet of salvation, you believe, you renew your mind with what Jesus did for you. Don't think negative. Don't be negative. Don't think about failure. Don't think about, I'm not going to make it. No, you think that I'm safe. I'm healed. I'm fine. God bless me. You think that way in your brain. Put the helmet of salvation. You put the breastplate of righteousness, which means that you live a righteous life. You do your best. You're the, one of the best employees in your company. You are a righteous husband. You are a righteous dad before the eyes of your kids. You do your best to live a righteous life. Your heart is full of righteousness. You do your part. Everyone say, I do my part. The Bible says, I have done all. Having done all, you do the best you can. Not only that, the Bible says, gird your waist with the truth. And you carry the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which means that you need to do your part to know the word of God, to practice the word of God. Whatever the Bible say, I do it. I'm going to use the sword of the spirit, the word of God, to fight against the enemy. And I will live my life according to the word of God. That's how we should live Christian life. If we want to have victory, we put the shoes of preaching the gospel of peace, which means that everywhere we go, we bring peace. People look at us, they want to know who Jesus is. They see our lifestyle. Why are you so humble? You're so generous. You're so kind. You're so merciful. You're so loving. Oh, why are you like this? Oh, I have Jesus in me. When you look at my life, you see Jesus in me. I carry the good news and the good news of peace everywhere I go. You do your part in being the Witness of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that, the Bible talks about we pray always. Pray and intercession. 
So whatever happened, keep praying. Keep asking God. This is what we should do. We do the, our part the best we can. But what happened? Many times, I'm telling you all this thing. I'm not teaching you theory here. I'm teaching you my life. I have been doing this all these 40 years. I don't like to just speak something and don't do it. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be a doer of the word of God. I have experience of what I preach to you that is true. The Bible says that you have done all, which means that you have done your best to get well. Change your food habit. Rest, exercise. Change the kind of food you eat. Or you control your diet. Stop smoking. Stop drinking alcohol. You do your best. But your health has not changed. What are you going to do? You still have sickness. Or when you treat your wife or your husband or your kids or your co-workers with kindness all the time. But they are still mean to you. They don't do good to you. You have done your best to do the good things to your relative, your children or your friend at church, but they are not being kind to you. What happened when you work so hard at the office? You really diligent, faithful, go to work on time. You really do the best you can for your boss, but the promotion fell through. You did not get the promotion. What you should do? Should we say, I'm discouraged? Should we say, give up? Should we say, quit? Should we complain? And, oh, Good things will not happen to me. God, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm going to give up. Oh, I will not see the breakthrough and the victory in my life. Should we say that? No. No. We do the best we can. We honor God. But after we do everything we can with the armor of God on our life, next step we do. The Bible say, having done all, to stand firm. What does it mean to stand firm? It means to have a tenacious faith. It means to have a stubborn faith. And not giving up faith. Keep going. You don't give up on the promises of God. You are stubborn. No, you're not stubborn to your parents. You're stubborn to the situation that you're going to have faith and you will not quit. You keep standing on the promise of God. You keep trusting God, knowing that he is on the throne, knowing that he loved you so much. He did not spare his own son. How much more he would do good things for us. Remember this, that you don't fight the battle on your own. The battle is the Lord. And he's going to fight the battle for you. Knowing that he sent his angels to be with you. And he is working behind the scene that you don't even understand and see. But what the devil meant evil to you, he will turn around one day to be good to you. You stand firm. He is in control. And when you are standing firm like that, you will not get frustrated of what you don't have, of you are not frustrated by what is happening or by what you don't get. You just stay in peace and rest and trust in the Lord that, Lord, you have your timing. I trust you. I will not get frustrated. I will not complain. I will not have a bad attitudes. You are not complaining. You are not blaming others as well. Sometimes when we don't get what we want, huh, I thought I come to New Hope International Church and my life going to be better. I thought I like the file of God, but why I face this situation? Pass aloud, it's your fault. New Hope International Church is your fault. I hate you now. I don't like this church anymore. 
Is that the way we should respond? Should we blame others? Should we blame the pastor? The person you should blame is not your pastor. It's the devil. The devil come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. This is what I learned in my life as a believer. I make a decision not, no matter what happened to me. I'm not going to blame anybody, including God, the Uncle Sam. I will not blame the politics. I will not blame anybody. I will not blame my wife, my kids, my church, the Bible, the file of God, the Holy Spirit. I will not blame anybody. I'm going to stand firm and put the breastplate of righteousness the helmet of salvation. I will continue to walk with the word of God, gird myself with the truth of God. I will put the shoes of the good news of peace. I will do my best in my work. I'm going to honor people around me. I'm going to keep praying and praying. I'm going to keep my heart attitude right. And I believe as I keep walking by faith, eventually the breakthrough will come. I'll examine myself What else I can do better? I listen to the Holy Spirit. Lord, tell me what to do. Because if your eyes are on other people and blame them, point finger to them, you don't have time to listen to the Holy Spirit. You just have only time to look at people's fault and mistake, and you cannot win the battle. In order to, to win the battle, you need to love people. You need to obey the word of God. Amen? Don't complain. Don't attack anybody. Don't have a bad attitude. No matter what the medical reports say. No matter how your children act. They may backslide right now. Yesterday I listened to a testimony of a mom. Oh, I was so encouraged. This mom came to our church maybe 20 something years ago when Two kids still small like this. And one day, one of the children backslid and said bye-bye to God. And said, I don't have anything to do with God anymore. Then she got upset. And she wanted to yell at this child. But the Lord spoke to her. This is my business. Let me deal with your child. You just pray. You just show good example. You just faithful to go to church. Get involved in the ministry. You do your part and keep praying. And I do my part. I'm going to work behind the scene to help you. That's what the Lord spoke to her. And she did. She obeyed God. She didn't complain. She did not have any bad attitude against her pastor. She asked God to touch her. And she always came to the prayer line. And curses come out of her when I pray for her. She feel something lifted up out of her. And she kept trusting God. She had the stubborn faith. She believed God going to work behind the scene to help her. And suddenly, a few weeks ago, when I lead the prayer, sinner prayer, her child pray out loud to accept Jesus Christ into the heart. Oh, praise God. You see, stubborn faith, don't give up. The book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 in New King James Version say, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. In NLT say, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work. He worked behind the scene. He's still working. Everyone say, God's still working. working. Behind the scene. scene. He's not sleeping. He's He's working. Okay. Until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returned. My dear brothers and sisters, don't give up. God is working for you behind the scene. Your job, your responsibility is to do everything that you learn from the Bible. Repent of your sin. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Put on the full armor of God. And after that, stand firm. Let me see you stand. Can you stand up? 
Are you shaking? Everyone say, stand firm. Stand firm. Amen. You can sit down. God is looking from heaven for people with stubborn faith. You please God by having faith, not giving up faith, stubborn faith. You keep believing. You keep thanking God. You keep going to church, serving the Lord. You keep having the good attitude, being loyal, being faithful. Don't give up. Keep being faithful in what God called you to do in your ministry as husband, as wife, as parents. You do your part. You keep doing. Keep being faithful. And at the same time, keep thanking God. Lord, you wake up in the morning. Thank you, Lord, for the answer. The breakthrough will come. I'm not going to give up. I keep thanking you, Lord, that you are working behind the scene for me. You are on my side. You are for me. You are not against me. Your promises will come to fulfillment one day. I can stand on your promise. I'm not going to give up. Giving up is not an option. Quitting is not your choice. Amen? And you keep going and going and know that God's promises will come to pass one day. Our God is not a man who lies. But he is a God who will fulfill what he says. Amen. He never lies. He will do what he say. He say, I'll bless you. He's going to bless you. He say that I'm going to give you household salvation. He's going to save your kids. But what you need to do is to be faithful. Is to keep your faith. And don't give up at all. Keep standing until you see the promise of God come true. The Bible talks about victory in the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God is victorious. Everyone say, victory is mine. How many people want defeat? I don't want defeat. I want victory. Victory is ours because God is victorious. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, the problem in this world. How we can conquer the challenges, the uh, bad breaks, the sickness, the poverty, the debt, the broken relationship, all these things. How we can conquer the problems in this world. Even our faith. Everyone say faith. Faith, faith is of the heart. You believe God keeps his promise. You believe God loves you. You believe that God is working behind the scene. You believe that God will bring the breakthrough to you. Don't give up. Keep having faith. Amen? Matthew 17, 20. I want to read all this scripture to show you that faith and persistence and stubbornness in faith is so important. Don't give up. Tenacity is important. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. Amen. Stand firm. Don't give up. Matthew 17, 20. He replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible with you. You have stubborn faith and you speak it. You speak to the mountain to be removed. I don't mean that you yell at your husband. That is not what the Bible tries to say. You speak that this bad habit of your husband is going to be gone. You speak. You don't yell at him. You command it to be gone. You speak that the work of the enemy who tried to pull your children away from the kingdom of God has to be canceled in the name of Jesus Christ. You keep speaking. You have faith. And commanding the mountain to come out from your family, from your life, from the situation in your life. Amen? Amen. Faith and speak. And keep praying. Keep trusting God. Keep praying. I like this story that Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 13. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight? 
if you need anything in this church, and you need to call pastor, your pastor, if you have my number, if you want to call me, call not later than 10.30 p.m. Don't call me at midnight. If really bad that you need to call somebody at midnight, please call Pastor Caesar. <laughs> Or Pastor Tyson. <laughs> and he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey. And I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, this is what Jesus say now. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend. Yet, because of his persistence, everyone say persistence. Everyone say tenacity. Everyone say stubbornness. Positive side, not bad stubbornness. Positive stubbornness. Because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. That picture showed that the guy come out with the loves to his friend at midnight. So I say to you, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Three times. Ask, seek, knock. He should stop there, but he didn't. For everyone who asks, receive. Four times. And he who seeks, find. Five, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Six, he kept saying the same thing six times about keep praying, keep believing, keep asking, don't give up, be stubborn, keep knocking, and eventually the Lord will answer you. The problem is that you give up too soon, and you start to blame other people. I want to tell you, if anything bad happened to you or your family, the first thing you should do is to examine yourself whether you are obeying God or doing anything wrong or not. I remember many years ago, I was so depressed and discouraged. At that time, the church has about only thank you, the church has about only 50 members. And one American couple came to the church. This American couple was brought here by the Wayne. And at that time, because the church too small, I usually I did the, we call one-on-one -on -one discipleship a lot. At that time, I was on call every day on Sunday off a month, one Sunday off a month. I drove to this man's house every week on Wednesday. I left my house, left my wife at home. After working all day, I went there, taught him the Bible. Try to make disciple, and I hope that I can train him to be a pastor in the church, so that he can help me because I need some American pastor too, not just only Thai man like me. I went there for two years every Wednesday. I really work hard to train people discipleship. After two years, I drove to his home one day, and he sit down with me and talk to me. Pastor Lau, we want to tell you something. We are leaving the church. I almost collapsed because I was thinking. I gave up my time to meet with my to stay with my wife at home for three hours. Traffic down to South Seattle, come back to Kirkland every Wednesday. I was tired, and I spent time with you for two years every week. And you said you are leaving the church, and I asked him why. He said, "Your church is so dry." Oh, thank you. We cannot be here anymore. And they left. I did not blame them even one word. I came back home and prayed God 
There's something missing in my life and this church. It's my fault, not their fault. I repented and began to read about the Holy Spirit. I began to seek the file of God. I began to seek revival and the touch of God. And I say, yes, my church is dry. I need the move of God. After that, I turn around and start to bring the Holy Spirit to the church. I began to learn about casting out demons and all these things. He woke me up. He left. But I did not blame him. I just used that to be the lesson for me to improve. My brothers and sisters, sometimes bad things happen. The answer did not come because our own problem, not God's problem. We need to repent. Amen? So we seek, we knock, and we do all this thing. Persistence. Verse 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This story is about persistent prayer, stubborn faith, keep knocking, keep believing, keep standing, not give up, and ask God to show you what to do. Ask the Holy Spirit to tell you what to do. It's interesting. Jesus said, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Do you know why he said Holy Spirit? He did not say money, not promotion, not healing, not anything else. He said, God will give Holy Spirit to those who ask him. The reason he answered, he said that way because the Holy Spirit is the part of the God Trinity who gives you victory on this planet Earth. He gives you wisdom. He gives you open door. He gives you grace and favor. He talks to your boss to give you promotion. He will tell you what to do in your investment. He will move the heart of people. He is the answer. He is the source. He is the one who brings blessing from heaven to make it happen on earth for you. That's why I love the Holy Spirit. That's why I really honor the Holy Spirit. A few days ago, God spoke to me to warn people in this church. When you are in a church like this or you're in a care group, you are sitting before the king of all kings. The Holy Spirit is here. Please don't pull your phone up and play game. Amen. 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 If you do that, Pastor Lao did not see you. But who see? God. And how God going to give favor to you if you don't respect him? Shut off your telephone. Don't play game. Don't answer text message unless you're on call. I understand. Because I was on call too before. So I need to have somebody carry my phone if, in case the emergency room call me. But I need to respect the Holy Spirit. He is the source of every good things. Amen? Now let me conclude this teaching. Everyone say stubborn faith. You think I'm done? <laughs> you look at the watch. Wow, today he finished at 11.15. <laughs> Everyone stay stubborn faith. Never give up. I put on the armor of God. I do my best. I honor God. I have done all. Then I stand firm. I will not lie down. I will not run away. I will not give up. I keep thanking God. Now the question is, how can we build that stubborn faith? I want to give you three keys of how to build faith. And again, what I talk to you here is not a theory to me. I have been doing this for years. I keep building my faith. Today, the level of my faith is much stronger than two years ago. I know and I know. My faith is much stronger than many years ago. And keep growing. My faith 
today better than last December because I keep growing in my faith because I know in order to have victory, I need to have faith. I know that in order to please God, I need to have faith. So how can I build my faith? Number one, first key, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing the word. You read the Bible out loud. You listen to anointed sermon. Actually, in the original Greek language, hearing the word of Christ. Original language means hearing the word that is anointed. Christ means anointed one. You need to listen to the anointed teaching. The preacher talk about the Bible. That's why I don't want to spend time on the pulpit talk about politics and something else. Just waste your time. I just talk the word. Because when you hear the word with the Holy Spirit anointing there, you can have more faith. You need to keep hearing and hearing of the word of God. I, all of these years, listen to the word of God a lot. Every day. I never waste time during lunch. I never waste time in the car driving and think about something else. I turn on the sermon. I listen. I feed my spirit with the word of God. I keep building my faith because I know that faith gives me victory. Faith gives me the breakthrough. Faith gives me long life. Faith gives me prosperity. Faith helps me to be a good husband. Faith will help me to have victory in the area of my parenting. I know faith is important. Faith in the word of God. Everyone say, hearing. Please don't waste time with all those bad news. I have about 50 doctors in my life group. All these doctors graduated with me from the same medical school. Every day I have about 100 messages on this live group. I never read and I never listen. I delete all of them. Because if I keep reading and listening, I'm going to spend two hours. I'd rather spend two hours on the Word. I'd rather read the Bible. Listen to the word of God. And I'm still fine. I'm still healthy. I'm still blessed. Those bad news are going to tear me down. I will not waste my time with those things. I feed my spirit with the word of God so I have more faith. And I know what is right, what is wrong by the word of God, not by the news. First Corinthians, I, I'm not against knowing the news, but don't waste too much time on the news. First Corinthians 12, 8 to 9. For to one, this is the second key. For to one is given the word of wisdom, talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, through the Spirit. To another one, the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit. What does it mean here? The word of wisdom means you face a situation or somebody asks you a question, how to resolve the computer in your office. Suddenly the Holy Spirit drops into you word of wisdom to resolve the problem. That's happened to me all the time during my medical practice. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. For example, word of knowledge. I was talking to one of my patients many years ago. She came to see me with headache because I'm a neurosurgeon. While she was telling me, suddenly the word of knowledge came on me by the Holy Spirit. Tell her that she needs to forgive her father. Um... I'm a neurosurgeon. Why am I talking about forgiving your father? Uh, okay, I obey the Holy Spirit. I say, sister so-and-so, I believe you'll get mad at your dad and you don't want to forgive. Can you forgive? Her eyes open wide. How did you know? I say, God told me. And that next Sunday she came to church and she got saved. And the headache went away because she forgave her father. <laughs> Word of knowledge. You know something supernaturally. Through the same spirit. To another faith. This is supernatural faith by the same spirit. So let me explain to you the second way to receive faith. There are different kinds of faith. The first faith is the we call salvation faith or born again faith. 
You make a decision on that day. I repent of my sin. I believe in Jesus. I have faith that Jesus died for me. He loves me. He is the Son of God. He is my Savior. He was raised from the dead on the third day. I receive Jesus into my heart. I am a born again Christian. My name is recorded in the Book of Life of the Lamb in heaven. Now, if I die today, I will go to heaven. That is salvation faith. But after that, there is another kind of faith: growing faith, day by day. Month by month, year by year, you hear the word of God. You experience the goodness of God. You know God is good to you. He answers your prayer, and the faith in your heart keep growing each year, more and more and more. I hope that you are not stagnant. You keep growing in your faith every year. Okay, don't get stagnant. So that is another kind of faith. The faith that come by your daily life of growing when you hear the word of God, but this one, First Corinthians twelve nine, is another kind of faith. This is sudden faith. This is supernatural faith from the Holy Spirit. I give you my example. After that couple left the church, I began to seek the Holy Spirit. I went to Portland, Oregon, to be prayed for, to get lay hand on, to receive the Holy Spirit, because I want my church to be full of the Holy Spirit, not dry anymore. It was so dry. I accept that it was so dry before they left. I went there, and this minister lay hand on me. Boom! The Holy Spirit touched me. I start to laugh in the Holy Spirit. I fell under the power. I got drunk for half an hour on the floor. I could not get up. My wife got up and looked at me. What's going on with my husband here? Why he, he laughed like this? Why he looked weird? And I never forgot. After I got up from the floor that day, after I was touched by the Holy Spirit, I know my faith went up to another level. I used to be very logical guy because I'm a doctor. Everything I look logical. One plus one equal two. One plus one, no way to be equal five. But God can do it though. Because God is supernatural. After that day, no more logics. Faith. I know the level of my faith shoot up to another level. So that day, I know God give me the spirit of faith. The gift of faith on me. I was a changed man. That is supernatural faith by the Holy Spirit. This is the reason why I love to lay hand on you, to get filled with the Holy Spirit, so that He can impart to you His faith into your heart, not your faith, His faith, and you can stir up that faith in you off and on when you need. To see miracle, I give you example. Many years ago, Pastor Dan and I decided to move from Kirkland to Bellevue because traffic is easier, closer to people. So we bought a house in Bellevue, but we haven't sold a house in Kirkland, and we had two mortgages. So painful. At the beginning, we thought we we're going to sell that house within a month or two because the house market was quite good. We plan to sell the first house so that we can have one mortgage and even pay off this house because we get money from the original house. Two months went by, no buyer. Three months went by, no buyer. I just start to feel that I need to pray more. <laughs> I didn't need to exercise my faith, and I never forgot that day. Pastor Dad was cooking in the kitchen. I was holding my hand on the kitchen table. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came on me and gave me faith. Son, pray now, right now. You're gonna sell your house within one month at this price. Even told me the number. My faith, like by the Holy Spirit, uh, this is supernatural. I pray right away. The house in Kirkland will be sold in one month at this price. I pray by faith. This is not the faith of Dr. Lau, the faith of God. One month later, the house was sold at exactly that price. 
This is why we need to love the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. He can give you supernatural faith. Not salvation faith. Not growing daily faith. But supernatural faith. Is it clear? Second key, the Holy Spirit. The third key, third key to build faith. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they never went to Bible school, they never went to a special class of the church or any Bible study, they were untrained, they were uneducated. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. The third key to build your faith is to hang around faith-filled people. To associate with leaders who have a lot of faith, who be under the umbrella or work under the same movement or in the same family of pastors and leaders or the commander of the kingdom who walk by faith. King David was a boy and he was able to kill lions and bears. He was definitely had the gift of being a soldier or the warrior since he was a young boy. Later on, after he ran away from King Saul, the Bible says the outcast people follow him out. Outcast, not even soldier. The outcast people follow David into the wilderness to run away from Saul who was jealous of him. Later on, all these outcast people became giant killers. They became warriors like King David. Why? Association. All the pastors in Thailand who work with me know how to cast out demons because they associate with me. They have the same anointing that pass into them. Same thing. Association. Hang out with faith-filled people. If you hang around people who speak negative, always doubt, always complain, always have bad attitudes, I recommend you run away as soon as possible <laughs> from that relationship. Yes, you still love him or her. You're still nice, but don't be too close to that person because you're going to be drained. Unless you're so strong to build his faith up or her faith up. But otherwise, your close friend, people over you, or people you hang out with, must be faith-filled people. These people, John and Peter, were so powerful because they hang out with Jesus for three and a half years. And the faith of Jesus passed into them. Amen? So first key, hearing the word. Do you want to have stubborn faith? How many people want to have faith? If you have faith, nothing is impossible with you. Two, number one, hearing the word. Two, fill with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you supernatural faith. And you're going to see victory. Every time I drove into Bellevue Mall, I don't want, I don't want to walk too long. I start to pray in tongue. I start to stir up Holy Spirit in me. And I say, the parking spot going to open for me. Next to the door. Boom. Somebody pulled the car out. I got the parking. Because I pray by faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. And three, go to care group. Join a small group. Hang out with people who testified about their faith. See the faith works in their life. Hang around. Associate with people of faith. And your faith is going to keep growing and growing. And the anointing of faith is going to come on you. Iron sharpens iron. Is that right? When you hang around with people with a lot of faith, that faith is going to rub on you too. Keep rubbing on you. And you're going to be stronger in faith. And you're going to see more miracles and victory and breakthroughs in your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say stubborn faith. How many people are going to practice what you learned today? You will do? Will you keep up from now on what God promised you? You're going to keep up when your children walk away? No. Are you going to keep up if you don't get a promotion? Are you going to keep up if things don't go well with you? 
You think God can help you? You think God can turn things around? You think God can split the Red Sea? You think God can pull down the wall of Jericho? Do you think that God can keep mana from heaven? Do you think that God can give Joseph the position of prime minister in Egypt overnight? Can God change the situation in your life overnight? Can he? Is he the same God that we worship? Should we have faith? Should we keep going? Should we keep on doing the right thing? Amen? (laughs) Stubborn faith. Amen. (laughs) So from now on, I can call you stubborn. You have a new label now. Stubborn. Yang. Stubborn John. But you're stubborn in your faith. Amen? If you don't know Jesus, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you don't have a relationship with God, give your life to Jesus. If you know Jesus before, but you kind of walk away for a while, you don't really have a relationship with him, I would like to encourage you to come back home and walk with Jesus Christ. He is the answer to you. He prepared for you in heaven a place for you to stay there. Remember this, one day we all leave this world. But when we reconcile to God, the owner of heaven, we will be in heaven with him. Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sin so that you don't have to pay for your own sin. He forgives you. But after you give your life to him, he also takes care of you as your daddy. He will help you answer your prayer. And that is my experience in the past 40 plus years. God is real to me. If you get 10,000 elephants to pull me away from Jesus, I say it's too late. Jesus is real. He's a good God. And I want to make sure I will be in heaven for eternity. I'm not afraid of death anymore because I know I will be in the right place, good place after I die. But before I die on this planet earth, he give me victory. I'm not boasting. I just want to give glory to God. Yesterday morning, I talked to Pastor Da. Da, I'm so glad that I gave my life to Jesus 40 years ago. I finished one chapter of my life already, being a neurosurgeon. No lawsuit. The government did not take my uh, license away. I have good reputation in Seattle. Yesterday, somebody emailed me and said, my wife got back surgery. Why you? She still have no pain. Thank you so much. <sighs> I finished the first almost 70 years of my life very well. And I know and I know because God Amen. has been with me. He blessed me. He takes care of me. I'm so glad that that American missionary told me about Jesus in 1981. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Jesus, bless me, help me, give me success and victory all these years. He healed me so many times. He healed Pastor Da so many times. He's a good God. Give your life to Jesus. Amen. Pray with me, Father in heaven. I give my life to you. Your son, Jesus Christ, died for me. I receive him into my heart. I repent of my sin. I believe you love me so much. You will take care of me. Bless me. Protect me. Guide me. Help me. When I cry out to you, you will answer me. I will be tenacious in walking with you. I will not give up. And I thank you, Lord. I have a home in heaven. When I leave this world, 
I will be with you in heaven for eternity. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.